Yo, what kind of magic are you bring to the table? This is the Music Fit Podcast. Let's do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you beautiful people out there, welcome back to the Music Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. Got a great show in store for all you coaches out there. You know, last week we graduated our first movement level one coaching cert. So we've got some graduates out into the world now. And anybody out there that is a fitness professional, health professional, wellness professional, uh, physio, physical, whatever you do, if you're attending to or are interested in helping artists, you'll want to pay attention to today's show. We've got Gavin McHale, the founder, creator, head coach of Maverick Coaching Academy on the show today. He and I go way, way back, and we almost played on the same hockey team. So we get into a, like the last 10 minutes is like straight up bro talks. You might want to skip ahead at, uh, at the last 10 minutes to the closing notes. Um, but again, if you are a coach, if you are a musician interested in becoming a coach, this guy has got it going on. He's got a great framework of how to set up your business, how to get your magic out there. What's your special sauce? I mean, in today's world, it's so easy to get lost. Everybody and their dog is a good musician. So you, as a musician, how do you set yourself apart? This, even if you're not interested in being a coach and working physical wellness, this type of branding technique is unbelievable for you if you're an educator or you if you're a brand as a musician all on your own. So you definitely want to pay attention to the show here today. Other notes here, we've got uh, we got the Music Fit Method membership finally up. It's out there for y'all. So head to musicfitcollective.com. Get yourself going. It's less than a coffee a day. All right, it's $22 a month, guys. Come on. You get a whole bunch of awesome, including weekly workouts. You've got discounts on all of our services and all of our affiliates, products, everything that you could think of. We've got monthly webinars from guests just like Gavin. So if you are interested, you can find more information over at musicfitcollective.com. And let's get into the show. All right, guys, I'm really excited about this one. So let's go. This is an absolute treat. I want to start right off the hop here, bud. Talk to me about walking on sunshine. There's got to be a reason for this jam. Katrina and the waves, man. I don't know. Like, there's nothing better. I okay. Let me just lay this out for you. So I, um, I'm in the. You know, I do sales calls, and uh, so I'm I'm in the like the business mentorship space. And I, when I was first starting my business, I was like. I was struggling with sales calls. Like it was tough. I was, I was, we all struggle at some point with sales. It's one of the most challenging things. And um, I was kind of talking with a coach of mine who is also a former athlete. And um, one of the things he said, he's like, well, how did you used to warm up for games? And you know, I, you're not just going to walk into a hockey game and start playing. Right. You, you, you do your pregame warm up off the ice and you got some tunes bumping, you know, 
and you do your pregame warm up on the ice and you get a feel for everything and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, why aren't you doing a warm up before? Like, this is a, this is a game. This is like the, this is the game. This is it. Why aren't you doing a warm up? So I kind of started playing around with some things and doing some visualization and just kind of prepping myself. And, and then I thought like, we can make this fun. We can get some tunes going like a little 10, 15 minute thing, like a hockey warm up. you know, you get, you get some sweet tunes going. And I, I started thinking, you know, cause like we all have our, and if you had asked me this a couple of years ago, I probably would have said something way cooler, you know, like ACDC or like kiss or something. But, <laughs> um, what I kind of thought was like, what is a song that not only like makes me feel really good, but also just like calms me right down. Like, because what I used to find before hockey games, if I'd listen to like a really like badass like Detroit Rock City or something, I'd be like too hyped, right? You know. And as a goalie, uh, I needed to be like hyped but like kind of calm, you know, and and like be able to like bring bring it up here as well, like with you know bring my brain as well, not to be like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not a football player. I can't just like run out and just hit things as hard as I can. So. I started thinking like, what are some songs that like, just make me feel good. Now, one of them, and I used to love to listen to this one later in my career was Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh yeah. Money. But that one's such a slow build. And like, there are parts where like he hits it, you know, you know, as a a drummer, you just can't, (laughs) it's, you cannot beat that Phil. But like what, made me just feel really good. Like I need a dance party. And like, it just, it just kind of like popped in like, Oh, that song walking on sunshine had no idea who sang it or anything played it had like a little mini dance party enrolled the first person that I talked to after that. Yeah. And then again, even, and even if I wasn't enrolling people, I was coming in and I was just feeling so good and so ready to bring it. So I always like to say that this is, I'm, I will say this too. I'm what I would call a recovering bro. So, you know, former bro. Oh, uh, it happens. Yeah. It's the hockey thing, bro. The hockey thing, man. You still got the hair. I still got the hair. We're, we're holding on to a bit. Yeah. But yeah. the attitude, continue that thought, man. Yeah. the And the authenticity, you know, I realized that um, I was really when I was in the hockey world, I was really trying to fit into the box because that was the box that made me, uh, that made the girls like me. That was the box that made me cool. Um, that was the box that allowed me to fit in with the boys, you know? And then I had this realization that like, that is not authentically me. And as if I'm trying to show up that way, you know, it's going to shine through, even if it's subconsciously to potential clients. So I got to show up authentically as me and then I kind of along that line, when you asked what was my walk-up song, I was like, well, I could go with like a really cool song here that, you know, probably 10 other people have gone with, or I could like be real about it and be like, I danced to Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine for five minutes before every sales call. And that's me. Welcome. So welcome good. to my world. So good. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, if you didn't, uh, if you're just joining us now, you somehow skip the intro. This is one fine gentleman coming to us from, uh, from I believe, right for, right out of Winnipeg, correct? Fresh out of the peg. Fresh baby. out of the peg, Gavin Miguel. <laughs> right? So, dude, now you're you're rolling, uh, running, running the show over there at Maverick Coaching Academy. Um, 
I've got like so many things off of that, that intro bit that I want to go. How important is it as an athlete? We share that background, both playing. Well, I mean, we're both like, man, hurricanes, everything. We right? almost, so, we almost, almost like played on the same team. Oh, how cool would that have been <laughs> as bros <laughs> looking for the ladies. So bro-y. Bro. Yeah. We would have hated yeah. each other too. Cause everything was about competition because that was oh, all yeah. I remember about hockey. That's why I made the big switch over into, into music, right? Because there was so much more community, but where I'm going with this is whether or not you're a coach, an athlete, a musician, some high performer, how important is that mindset? And you just talked about it with, uh, with your, uh, with your music specifically, how to get amped up today. We are talking off air Friday. Every day is a Friday. Talk to me on your opinion on mindset. Just go to town on this. Dude, how long do we have? Mm. <laughs> um, I know, right? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to take this in the, uh, I'm going to take this in the, along the lines of the athlete um, when it comes to mindset, because there's so many ways I could go, but I've recently had this really big realization. And I shared this on Instagram the morning that we're talking here is, um, so first of all, I mean, look, the big show, the big game is happening right now, right under our nose. And what I find with high performers, I fell into this trap. You probably fell into this trap. And then I started noticing myself falling into this trap as a business owner as well, because we just fall back on our patterns is I found myself getting too enamored with the scoreboard. What's the score? How much time is left? Uh, what, how are we going to do uh, with in the last period or, or whatever? Like, and I would, I mean, I would I'd get so focused on the scoreboard that I forgot to play the game that I forgot to actually show up and, and, and participate in the game, which the process, the game is what it's all about. And I think one of the cool things that we can tie back to like, um, first of all, to like using music and to warming up and getting amped up is that allows you to step into the game in the best possible mindset and the most prepared. So whatever it is you need to step into that game, the most prepared, that being said, going on the line of every day is Friday. I mean, you and I have just decided that we are going to live life in a way that feels like Friday every day. And that's a decision. Like that's not, and I will also say this to people listening, if every day doesn't feel like Friday and you're not high on life and loving what you're doing, take stock and take a look because we have like, I, this is, I'm going to go deep here. We feel like as athletes, we have a set amount of time on this earth and, you know, one period, two period, three periods, and then, okay, there's going to be a time when it's over. We all know there's going to be a time when it's over. Too many people are living their life like they're in the first period and they've got a whole bunch of time left and they know when it's going to end. When really we should actually be living as if we're playing in overtime and we have no idea when it's going to end and it could end at any moment. And I don't say that to be morbid. I say that to take stock of what you're doing every day in your life and does it align with what you would do if you knew you only had 30 days left. What first got you into uh, the coaching and into, especially what, what you're now operating very successfully, Maverick Coaching Academy? How, talk to us about um, how did that come to be? Yeah, so we can go back to my bro days. Uh, <laughs> so 
just finishing up my, my hockey career, I played a couple of years at the university of Manitoba as I was going to school. And then I realized that like, okay, like I want to keep the locker room feel. I want to keep hanging out with the bros and the, and the sisses, so to speak. Um, so I want to be in the gym. Like it's a pretty natural progression to go from locker room to gym. I know my way around the barbell. I'm a pretty smart guy. I can do well in university. Boom. Let's go to the gym got on with like a local high performance gym and it was amazing. I got, I got to work with pro athletes right away and like so many great things happened. And, and as I progressed through the personal training world, I did a whole bunch of work on, on myself and on growing my business and on getting clients and all these things. And, um, around 2015, 2016, um, the laptop lifestyle was really kind of taking the world by storm. And, uh, and I wanted a part of this because what I could see at this point, I was working mainly with gen pop clients uh, as a personal trainer and life was good. Like I was, I was paying the bills. I was making pretty good money. I was, you know, at that time we thought that working a lot was like a badge of honor. That was good. Right. Yeah. But I could see the ceiling. I was like, if I keep doing this, the only way I'm going to make more money and help more people is if I work more. I had just started dating a girl who is now my wife. And I was like, I think I want to hang out with her a little bit. And, you know, if, and when we have kids, I want to hang out with them. I don't want to be 6.30 AM till 8.30 PM, weird hours, working my tail off, living on the gym floor. Let's take a look at this laptop lifestyle thing, or at least moving part of my business online. So I did what every personal trainer in the world who wants to go online does. I started a website started a social media page. And I said to myself, bring on your credit cards. Let's do this thing. And as you know, and probably a lot of the listeners know that did not happen. Mm -hmm. We had some crickets happening. Uh, and I was like, well, what if, I'm a really good coach. If someone's in front of me, I can definitely help them get results, but how the hell do I get them to know what, what I do? And I'll never forget this. My first blog article on my website was titled hello healthy lifestyle and fitness fans i cringe when i think about that now it makes me feel <laughs> sick that I, that I thought that was what was going to bring in the credit cards baby oh yeah <laughs> so yeah what a just a marketing genius yeah. so uh what i did was i i ponied up i mean i had I, and my wife and I were talking about this, this actually last night, my first coach, uh, that I hired my first business coach, business mentor was uh, $12,000 us over a year. I didn't have $12. Like I, I don't, I honestly, she asked me like, where did we get that money? I don't know where we got that money. Um, but I ponied up and I learned a ton and then I hired another coach and another one. I hired three coaches over four years. And I took basically like they were teaching the online space, but I knew I wanted to stay in person part of it. So I wanted this more hybrid thing. So I kind of took what they were teaching me and I started applying it to specifically personal training and strength and conditioning and that kind of stuff. So I had this like in person, but also online business, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And this allowed me to not only get to the income level I wanted, but it also allowed me, I traveled to Hawaii for three weeks for my 30th birthday with my, my girlfriend and my parents. I got to go visit my girlfriend, uh, 
now wife got a great opportunity to work on the Commonwealth Games in Australia a couple of years ago. So I got to take uh, six weeks and go to Australia, New Zealand, travel in a camper van with her. And here's the best part, still make money. And when I came back from that, people started looking like other coaches were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? And that's when kind of informally this Maverick coaching thing was born. And I think really like to get back to your point is like, it was just me um, just pursuing this mastery and to, to be the best that I could be and help the most people that I could by getting creative in how I could do that in a way that worked for me as well. And then people just started asking me, how are you doing this? And I realized that if I really wanted to give back to the fitness industry, if I really wanted to make this industry a better place, it wouldn't just come from me working with my 20 or 30 clients. It would come from me working with all these personal trainers and their clients. And then I could kind of like really help and change the fitness industry. Because I think the traditional model in the fitness industry, I think COVID shown us that it's time for that to go away. Um, and there's a better way. And that's kind of where I'm at now is like, we can help people who are really good coaches, but are stuck with how to transition in this, in this place. It sounds like a big focus for you. And, uh, especially in the Academy is, is reach. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Impact man. Yeah. Yeah. It 100%. sounds like, it sounds like, yeah, you share with, with me and many coaches that I've, I've helped mentor too, is that they want to have a ability to affect more lives. Right. And when you can set up a, a framework, I want to dive into that and see what, what you're doing specifically to help these coaches. Cause again, we're, we're in a time where things, like you said, have totally changed. What do you think has been the most radical thing in the last two years? Other than COVID? Other than, well, like in that time, what has happened to um, uh, the coaching business? Whether you're a strength coach or we've got this, this new, this new age, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifestyle engineer and, and this, and not to discredit or anything, but these things just came out. Like this isn't something that's been popularized in the last five, 10 years. As far as I know, it's been, it's been there, but it's certainly now you look on, especially if you look on a social media thing, you type in coach as a hashtag and you'll see every single kind of coach you got a paper coach you've got a uh, a microphone coach now you've got a <laughs> element on the on the oven coach you've got <laughs> silverware tupperware coaches you know you need a feng shui that's cool i've got a blinds coach myself you know to help me with my lighting situation in here you know there's every kind of coach in the world so in the last two years what do you think has been the biggest um switch to make everybody feel this empowerment movement Okay. I, I like that question. I, I'm, I, I think, I think what I want to kind of go with there is like, I think that because that has happened and it's a chicken or the egg thing really, but the consumer of the coaches, whoever that may be, has become so much more aware and so much more, um, like educated on, um, like what they need. And so what has happened is like, so let's say five years ago, if you were in the online space, I mean, you could pretty much just say, Hey, you want to work together? This is what I do. And people would be like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. And unfortunately you could also provide a really shitty product and they wouldn't know any different. And then 
they would be like, well, it didn't really work that well. And they kind of screwed me over and took my money. And then I never heard from them again, but I, I don't know. And that's where this whole thing, like this whole online coach is going to steal my money and run away with it kind of started. And what's happened is this, like this, con the consumers and the market has become so much more aware um, that now it's not good enough to just have like a, I help so-and-so lose weight. Like that's just not good enough anymore. There's 10,000, hundred thousand of those within five seconds. I could find them in, you know, in my front pocket and my phone, you need, there needs to be more and you need to stand out in different ways. And I mean, the number one way is you need to be really good at what you do. Like mm -hmm. you need to get results. That's like number one. And I'm not just like saying like good results. I'm saying like, you need to help people change lives and you need to also not just provide part of the solution. Okay. So mm -hmm. if you're a coach and you want to work online today in 2021, you have to provide the entire recipe for someone. And as my, uh, a good friend of mine says is we can't, in the service industry, we can, especially in coaching, we can no longer provide a transaction-based service. We are selling transformation. We are selling results. And therefore, so I, and I'll ask anybody out there this question, and I would encourage you to ask yourself this question is, um, if I only got paid after getting results, what would I do? Ooh, and like that's, that. And yeah. that's going to change the game because do you, th okay, let's, let's just, here's a scenario. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Your client wants to lose 20 pounds. That's a pretty standard personal training goal. If you only got paid after they lost 20 pounds, do you think the best way would be to see them once or twice a week for an hour and then never talk to them otherwise? Negative. Pro probably not. Like, I don't think that's going to do it. Okay. So now we have to think, okay, if I'm not going to get any cash money until I actually get this person to lose 20 pounds, what am I going to have to do? There is probably going to be some form of an in-person component so that you can make sure their technique is good and, you know, shoot the shit a little bit build some, some connection, but there's probably going to be other workouts that they need to do on their own time. Right. Like whether it's just walking or running or biking or doing some maybe low key body weight stuff, or maybe it's other lifts at a gym. If they're a member, there's probably going to be some nutrition component, whether it's a meal plan or it's just habit building, there's going to be some form of a mindset habit building component to like actually get them to become a different person. Mm-hmm that's something totally different than a 12 session package for, you know, $1,200. Yeah. Yeah. Big and time. that like, that's the biggest shift in my opinion in the last year or two, especially with COVID is like, if you're not providing that you're like, if everyone's on the starting line, you're like 50 meters back, like good luck because like, yeah, you may pop the odd client that they may fall through the cracks, but you're not going to retain them. And they're going to start seeing like, wait a second, I can get way better results. Like what, yeah. you know? And, and then if you start competing on price, then you're competing with Peloton and good luck, 16 bucks a month. 
I think this is going to be valuable for anybody who's a business owner, just a framework of like how to run your own show, really, because that's essentially what you're doing with uh, with Maverick. And uh, and it it's it's been super successful from all I can from all I can see. Can you can you provide us some insight towards what kind of framework you you try to get people set up? How do we how do we inspire from within? So I think there's, yeah, so there's two things I want to touch on with, with what we do and, and hopefully provide value to your listeners that they can like take right now. So number one is that hybrid model. So what I just said is like, sit there and think, what is the best way that I can get my ideal client the result they want? Like it's that simple, right? The second piece, so that's, we, we, we really push the hybrid model of, and if you want to go online, that's fine. The pendulum can easily swing fully online. The pendulum can also easily swing a lot more in person. And if you want to get married and go on your honeymoon, swing it online. If COVID punches you in the face, swing it online. But if in, you know, normal times, you could maybe see someone once a week or once every two weeks or once a month and then provide the majority of the, of the service online in some way through programming or through videos or whatever it is, or through Zoom, however you want to do it. That's the, that's the kind of the hybrid model that we like to teach. But the second part is like, okay, the majority of people we work with and the majority of coaches out there are good coaches, okay? Someone is in front of them and they want to you know, lose weight or get stronger or whatever. They can help that person, right? In some way, shape or form how do we get that person in front of us is the is the next question we ask is how especially in a world where they no longer walk in credit card in hand to the gym 20 minutes away from their house and you can show them your awesome dojo and the sweet change rooms and the sweet gym set up and all these people are saying hi to them we can't do that anymore sorry that's gone now we actually have to like meet them online. It's like online dating. Like they don't even get to really like see us. Right. So one of the biggest things that we, uh, we call it the magnetic branding method. And really it is uh, a few things that a, a lot of people will teach you. We just kind of put it together in a package. And so what that is, is four, kind of four steps is first of all, personal branding. Okay. And I don't mean like the color of your logo and, and all that shit. How what many, I mean, just hang tight. How, as- <laughs> I got to interject how many times because I, I do a similar kind of thing as I, I sit there and I hear people talking to me all day long about how much they need to brand and what their color is and what the logo looks like and they get lost in all of that instead of focusing on what I think your next three steps are. <laughs> Talk to me. What, what's your experience? What's your experience on uh, the branding thing? Let's let's just shoot the shit on that one. If I had a dime for every time <laughs> someone said they needed to build their website before they worked with me, <laughs> I would be a rich, rich man. No kidding. I want to tell you guys something. I am running a multiple six figure business. I don't have a website right now. I don't have one. We're, we're, we're building one. <laughs> it's in the process, but I've been running this business for over a year with no website. And I'm fine because I have a way to talk to my ideal clients and more on the personal branding piece that you, that you asked about what we do. I know for me, so look inward. I will never buy something from somebody that I wouldn't go for a beer with. Okay. So would your client 
want to go for a beer with you based on what they know online, whether it's on a website or on a social media page or in an email, that's personal branding is does your client think this is a cool dude that I'd probably be cool to go for a beer with, you know, at least I'll have a conversation with them. That's personal branding. Who are you? Because look, Mike, myself, any other business coach or fitness coach out there, not only can we all provide the same 98% of like actual value, but you can get all that shit on YouTube for free. Okay. Information is no longer valuable at all. What is valuable? What is the most valuable thing is action implementation. Okay. So I want, if, if I need someone to help me implement things, I want it to be someone cool that I want to hang out with. So your job in, in terms of personal branding, in my opinion, and I'd love to hear what you think, Mike, is like, how do we help them see that I'm cool to go for a beer with? It's simple yeah. enough, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd strongly agree. And I love that point. And you said something earlier in our conversation too, where I was like, oh, perfect. Remember to come back to this. We're now as coaches, especially as coaches, business owners, business coach, music performance coach, strength coach, I don't care what kind. If you attach yourself to that idea of being a coach, you are no longer a problem solver. You are also the problem finder because the majority of these people are out there. They already, they already think they have the, okay, cool. I, I, I got to lose weight. And everybody out there tells me it's all about my nutrition. They're coming in with a game plan. You just have to redirect that because it may not be nutrition. They, yeah. It may not, they may be misinformed because they went out and did this all. And I use the analogy of the vacuum salesman, you know, the person that, that comes in and thinks they got to clean the house. They're looking at the vacuum. But it could be like much more cost friendly if you're a, a, a clean house specialist. That's their problem. The problem is a dirty house. It might not be a, a friggin' vacuum. So if you provide all the information on all the best vacuums, the ones that'll get the dog hair, the ones that'll get in the corners and the cracks, you're providing all the education for them. They are then able to sift through and they've come to the decision, oh shit, it's not, it's not even that. It's, these are all way too expensive. If I just hire a if I just hire a team to come clean the house, it's it's the blinds. I need a blinds coach. I gotta talk to Mike. <laughs> I know he's got a blinds Who, coach. Who's he using? <laughs> wow, his house is so light. You know what I mean though? Like it's yeah. it may just be the product isn't an actual vacuum just as if you're losing weight it may not be nutrition it might be you're not sleeping at all it might be some other path so i love that information is so accessible now we're in an era of you open up your phone you've got all the answers right there it's called fucking google (laughs) youtube google instagram it's all there yeah exactly so yeah, yeah i love that it's um it sounds like yeah. And that's how you're going to get that reach. That's how you're going to get these people in there. So how does it work in the framework then um, where you, you, you mentioned your steps, your step program? Yeah. So I want to make one more point on that is yeah. like, cause you, you make it. And what we literally, t- I was talking to one of my clients about this today is um, okay. Like, like Mike said, everyone's going to be coming in with like an idea of what they think they need to do to get their result, but don't want to do. So further to the point of like 20 pounds, every woman in the world, well, maybe not even just women, but like, I know for a fact, like every woman in the world that thinks they want to need to lose 20 pounds 
thinks that they need to do a ton of cardio and eat no food. And no one wants to do that, right? So that's what's holding them back from losing the 20 pounds. So can you, can you show them, this is what you think you need to do, but actually you just need to like lift weights and like eat according to your body size and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now you've actually sold them on the method. And because you were the one who sold them on the method, they trust you, which they should, because you, you, you've now taught them something that they, that was different than what they thought they knew. Okay. So personal branding is the first thing. Make sure that someone wants to actually go for a beer with you or a glass of wine or a cup of tea, if you're not a drinker and that's fine. Second piece is figuring out your ideal client's situation. Okay. So many people are talking about the ideal client avatar and up until recently we were too. But what we realized is that people may have some different people that they work with, but where do all those threads kind of come together in a Mm. certain situation? And I'll give you an example. One of our clients, she's an athletic therapist. Those of you in the States think physical therapist, right? And she works with Gen Pop. They make the majority of her money and athletes, but she really likes working with the athletes. So she's like, well, I'm not going to like market to the athletes because they only make 5% of my income. I got to market to both. And she's basically getting stuck in indecision because she doesn't know what to do. And I said, okay, the Gen Pop people, what are they coming to you? Like, what are their issues? And she's like, well, they're frustrated that they can't do what they want because of their injury. They can't get active. They can't, um, you know, get stronger. They can't pick up their kids. They can't play sports because of this thing that's holding them back. I said, okay, what about the athletes? Like, what do they come in with? She's like, well, they come in with like ACL injuries or shoulder injuries, stuff like that. I said, okay, what are those ACL and shoulder injuries holding them back from? Doing the things they want to do, like play sports. Okay, so whether it's an athlete who's 17 years old or, you know, my mom who's in her 60s, the problem is that they have a nagging injury that is keeping them from doing the things they want to do and getting the results they want to get. Mm -hmm. There's the situation. Yeah. That's what we're marketing to. That's what we're talking about. And when you can, when you can talk about that clearly and say, Hey, I know what you're dealing with. That's when people will resonate. That's when people will stop this endless scroll and they'll go, Whoa, what, what did she just say? That's me. Right. Because I mean, look, how many freaking hip flexor stretches and squats have you seen? Right. Like that's boring. I don't care about that. Why do I need a hip flexor stretch? Why do I care? Mm -hmm. That's the ideal client situation. Does that make sense? Big time. Love it. Yeah. So personal branding, ideal client situation. Next, we have to create an irresistible offer to them, to that ideal client. What is an offer that is irresistible to them. And the question that I'll ask there is what is the biggest promise that I can make and know that I can deliver on that promise? So I'll often say this to my clients is I didn't promise you that I could make you a millionaire because I don't know yet that I can deliver on that promise. Now, if I could deliver on that promise, I'd be charging a hell of a lot more for my program. And that's because the gap is quite big there, right? Someone mm-hmm. right now is making two, 3,000 a month. And I tell them that they can make 83,000 a month. That's a big ass gap, which means mm-hmm. I can charge a lot for that. 
So what is the biggest promise you can make that your ideal client wants, right? That you can deliver on. And there is your offer. That is that irresistible offer. Killer. Love Makes that. sense. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Okay. That's great. You're just like, keep rolling, buddy. I'm like, okay. yeah, man. Keep your, you're riffing, riffing. I'm riffing. <laughs> I'm feeling it. And the last piece, uh, and we actually brought in a, like, I have another coach who coaches people on this. Cause I'm, I don't profess to be the best at this is just downright copywriting skills. And yeah. by copywriting, I mean, words that help people take action. Mm-hmm. So words that help people take action can be found in emails, on websites, in your captions, in your scripts. These are words that help people take action. And the way she frames it is so good is don't put, f- stop putting filet mignon on a paper plate. And what she means by that is you probably have badass, awesome, super valuable content. Like what I see so many times is these personal trainers have amazing videos and like they have really good stuff, mm-hmm. but no one gives a shit because they don't give them a reason to give a shit. Right. And on Instagram, for example, you get two lines to stop them. So you get, a, you got to have a high quality picture or video, but then you also get two lines to stop them to stop them from scrolling. Mm -hmm. If you don't give them something to care about in those two lines, why the hell would they stop scrolling? No matter how good it is. Yeah. Right. That's where, and I just actually had my friend uh, who's a fellow business coach as well in the fitness industry, Eric Bach on my podcast. And he calls those freedom skills. Yeah. You know, if you can write words that help people take action, you will never be worried about where your money's coming from again. Yeah. But we kind of have to put those pieces in place all together, right? We have to be someone that they actually want to hang out with. We have to speak to them and their problems. We have to be able to solve their problems, right? In a way that they want us to solve their problems. And then we have to be able to tell them that through our writing, through our words that we're putting on the page. Yeah, absolutely. That's That's how we do it. That's, that's fantastic, man. I mean, and it's so applicable. Like, I don't care what kind of business owner you are. I know that you guys are geared towards coaching, but when I'm thinking about this, I hear the same problems. It it comes, comes back from a musician to the athlete, like the same, same mentality between the musician, athlete, and coach. We all, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, this kind of a framework is the way your business is going to explode right? Like that just makes sense because you you have to stand out somehow. Now, everybody, you go on Twitch, you hit the music category, you could sit there for days, days scrolling through how many people are out there. So for the artists out there that are looking at a different way of, um, of doing your business and getting that, and maybe you're stuck in that dilemma of, oh, I don't have a website, but who yeah. gives a shit? work with, work with this maverick. Uh, I love that step process, that, that kind of a process. It's, it's just a simple framework for anybody who's looking to get into business and do better at it. It's um, it's awesome. Now you guys do specialize with, with coaches. Tell me a little bit about the people that are uh, entering into the Academy. Yeah, we like, and the reason we specialize in that is because I've been there. So I actually have a picture on my wall in front of me right here of me in a, in a, a YouTube video from 2015. So I, and then I wrote a bunch of notes below it is like, cause so the YouTube video is awesome. It's like a bunch of different deadlift variations. Right. And talk about putting filet mignon on a paper plate. Here's what I called it. Another piece of marketing genius from Gavin McHale deadlift form. Now, 
that's showing up in the SEO. Like that, people want that, right? <laughs> inspiring. So, yeah, inspiring shit, man. Not like how to not how to not Fuck pop up your, your spine out yeah. of your logo, right? <laughs> it's deadlift form. So I have this picture because like I was this guy who I had a degree, I had the knowledge, I was a nerd, I loved this shit. And I got great results with clients. My clients loved me. The retention was so good. Mike, I hear this from every single person that I talk to because then they say, but I don't know how to get new ones. And that's what I, that's where I was. I didn't know, I didn't have, how do I get new people to even care about what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what, what we specialize in is we definitely specialize in the strength coach who is like, been in the industry for a couple of years, let's say two to two to five years generally. And like, they can get results. Like they're a good coach, but they just don't know how to do this online piece or they just don't know how to like, kind of take it to the next level. Like they're in that like two to five K a month range. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I know there's more to this, but like, how do I get past that? Right. What we've also recently started working with is we'll call them clinicians. So um, registered kinesiologists in parts of Canada and athletic therapists, totally underserved in terms of like, how do I build a business? They're totally yeah. underserved. So yeah. we actually brought in uh, one of our clients who was is an athletic therapist. She wanted to help. So she's actually doing some trainings for us and helping to coach some of our, some of our athletic therapist clients and our clinician clients because it is different. It is a little bit different than, you know, and they have different regulations on what they can do. Um, but that being said, like really we want to expand it. I just, I just want to make sure that I'm crushing it with uh, the people that like that I can vibe with, you know, the people that I'm like, I've been exactly where you are. I've got a picture of him right there. You know, yeah. like that's, that's really the people that I want to uh, help right now. And hopefully we can grow it uh, beyond those things, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of service industries that are underserved already and are going to be, are going to come up against a wall pretty soon with, you know, with the way the world, in my opinion, with the way the world of service and the way it's delivered is changing. Yeah. I love that, man. And like you said so much in, in how you teach the students going through this, you got to vibe with them too. Like you're, you're, you're practicing exactly what you're preaching. And, and I, that's the beautiful thing about being a business owner is you get to choose who you get to work with and who you don't want to work with because it's just not a good fit. And, uh, and I think that's just as valuable as knowing who you don't want to work with. Right. And, uh, and once you get that down, you eliminate so much noise especially on the social media and you can really narrow focus on what you got to do. Sounds like you yeah. guys got a great program for, for any coach out there. I, I definitely agree with the, uh, with the registered professions. They're completely underserved. Like they have no idea how to set up a, a framework of a business. They get out on their own. They're going, what now? Right. I've got a couple yeah. really close friends. I'm sitting there going like, Oh, I can't wait for you to hear this podcast. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you need this help. But and I can't, actually, I'm their bud, right? So they won't listen to yeah. me. I'm like, no, 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 just go listen to this. Listen to this dude. Yeah. And there's actually a paradox there that I want to touch on for people because what we often want to do as coaches and as nerds, you know, so to speak is yeah. when we aren't sure where to go next, well, our number one thing is, well, let's get another certification right? Like, uh, well, I'm going to go get my kettlebell certification, or I'm going to go get my FMS, or I'm going to go, 
you know, register as a kinesiologist, whatever it is, mm-hmm. what you're actually doing is you're making it harder for your ideal client to understand what you do. The more letters you add and the more educated you become, because if your ideal client and they're most likely, if, if there's a scale of one to 10 of knowledge on, you know, what you're doing, mm-hmm. they're probably at a one or two, maybe a three. You are probably at like the majority of coaches are at like an eight. And then as you start adding certifications, you're like a nine, nine and a half, you know, like, you know, your shit, Mm -hmm. but if you are talking in that language, they are. Okay. Anyone listening, any personal trainers listening, if only personal trainers like your posts, you're doing this, this is your, this is what you're doing. And I'm telling you right now, stop doing it and fix it. Because personal trainers are not going to pay you money to personally train them. Okay. So you have to be able to speak your client's language. And the more you get these certifications and the more you like what I keep saying to our registered kinesiologists is your number one job is helping someone understand how you're different from a personal trainer, because they don't know. This is a word that is like new in the last five years. Kinesiologist. Some people can't even pronounce it. So how can you show them in their words and in their level of understanding what you do that's different from the $25 a session personal trainer at the big box gym down the street from them? Like, how can you, you, and you have to be able to communicate that value. And if you can't, you're actually pulling yourself further away from them and making yourself less accessible to them. And they're just going to go with the thing that they know which right. is a personal trainer. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, there's so many parallels between what I see as a coach and what I see as an artist because the worlds are yeah. so similar. Yep. And, and the artist is now running into the, how do I make money? I yeah. don't play performance shows. I'm not a performing artist. And most of them are going to education. This kind of a framework is the exact same kind of thing that, that an educator needs because they, they're doing the same thing. They're talking about, hit the flam tap around and then hit your you know five finger sweeps over here into the uh gregorian mode monk thing what like and again how do I, oh, yeah how do oh, i play an a chord should, yeah can i <laughs> can i play like you know can i play walking on sunshine yeah how do i play <laughs> Wonderwall? i want to play it for my girlfriend <laughs> that's exactly it right <laughs> And how many times do you see if you're a musician out there, same thing goes. I'm going to take exactly what Gavin said. I'm a big supporter of this. If only musicians are liking your posts and you're trying to educate people to get them to pay you money to either come to your show or pay you money to let them teach you how to play your instrument, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You have to change the game. And that's adaptive rhythms right there that you got it. Okay. It's not working change that. And this is the kind of guy I want you to talk to that, uh, that can help with that kind of, uh, level up on your game. Cause something's not working. And if you want to make this in the industry, whatever you're doing, if you're a coach, if you're an artist, business owner, you've got to make that maybe you're wrong moment. <laughs> right? yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> That's Just, exactly it. Yeah. Awesome. my dude. well, this has been an absolute blast. Um, Tell everybody what's the best way to uh, to get in touch with uh, with yourself and the team over at Maverick. Well, I don't have a website, so I won't say that. <laughs> uh, not yet, anyway. Um, 
honestly, uh, the best place is Instagram uh, at Gavin McHale one. Um, I also just always encourage people like send me an email, uh, Gavin McHale at gmail.com. Send me an email if you want to, if you want to chat or let's get in touch on Instagram and let's, you know, let's, let's chat there. I like, as you guys can see, I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. Uh, even when, when podcast hosts don't ask me specific questions, I just go off on my own tangent it's Beautiful, and I love talking about it. So, uh, I'm, I'm happy to discuss, uh, there, or you can just like be like a voyeur and check out our, our content and we got some free stuff and like, hopefully we can help you there too with, uh, just provide some value for you. Exactly. What's the best handle again? At Gavin McHale one G A V I N M C H A L E one. The number one. Cause I'm a goalie. The best. Yeah. It was, that was, your, that was my other question in here. What, uh, what numbers were you, were you wearing when you were playing a little puck? So, I mean, when I was coming up, it was always one or 35, right? So yeah. I took 35 usually. And then, uh, as I came through and played on numerous different teams, different numbers were available. I really liked, uh, I did get to number one eventually, but my number, man, it's behind me. I got to go with 41. I was going to say, uh, man. Yeah, this is the number that, the, that, that they gave me when I walked in, man. Love that. Well, that's got, that's got reason, right? And how superstitious yeah. <laughs> can one get? Yeah. I, was, yeah, I was typically a 14, actually, the inverse. So that's, Ooh, that's nice, look man. Look at that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I got it, I was like. <clears throat> yeah, that's a there was i always found this like when it, like minor hockey and junior hockey there was like seven nine uh 14 yeah they were super, 19 was super popular well um, where did you grow up we'll look back on this where did you grow up i grew up in winnipeg right okay so name me your number nine well, hey team Lusilani was right? 13 and eight. 13 yeah. eight yeah exactly yeah. so those yeah. would be going like this right yeah, we had yeah. the same problem out here because Flurry was fourteen. See you I later. Exactly. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Yeah. And McDonald number nine. So it's yeah. like Calgary. Like yeah. You, and then uh, I was thinking you're forty one. I think. Oh, I want to say Brathwaite was wearing forty though when he was playing with us, and he was just a fan favorite. And then Iggy for twelve. Right. So it's just like. We had so many, and it, and it just trickles down into minor hockey. <laughs> yeah, and but but then like those are the only numbers available, right? There's 18 players on the team, so number two to 19 is all that's available. Goalies get one or 35, right? Yeah, and so like that's what I grew up with anyway. Nowadays, you can have whatever number you want and, yeah. and all that, but like we grew up with like standard jerseys. You you got two jerseys, you got to keep one because the other jersey was carried over into the next year and used again, and they do the new the one new jersey so the parents didn't have to pay as much and yeah. it was always the same numbers so that there was no screw-ups right yeah yeah but i, I always had that is so funny like how like yeah there would always be the fight over those numbers and then like whoever got like number three was like the last person to pick their number like they didn't show up on number picking day so they got stuck with like number three right oh my goodness yeah exactly <laughs> damn I was sick, man. I can't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't come in. I, I had a cold. <laughs> or like, or like number number six. You know, like three and six. Like Phil Housley, number now, six. Okay. So right. there's the difference, right? But like, I remember three and six were always like the last ones. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. All right. Well, final question then. 
just because we're on this topic, typically it's something about music, but I want to I want to riff. Okay, we're gonna make it a bit a bit of a combo question. Intro song that's not walking on sunshine for this for like when you get out onto the ice. You know what's your oh. intro song and then starting lineup. Your choice. Okay, your team. In, you're in intros. goal. Yeah, you're in goal, and then oh, you, I'm in goal. You're in goal, okay. and then your dream. I wasn't. Team. I wasn't gonna pick myself. I'm putting. I'm putting you in net because you, you've got the dream okay. team. Dream you got team. the dream team in front of you, and the the song that you're warming up okay. to here. The song that I'm coming out to. Okay, and there's a specific point in the song that I'm coming out to. Uh, I'm standing in the tunnel, and it's building up. Is is Metallica Enter Sandman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and right when it hits exit that's when you rip out of the gate and you just fly around like okay that is when i get too excited and i fall start right <laughs> that's why eight. like i had yeah you literally <laughs> fall out of the gate because you're too fired up yeah i had this problem where like i would often let in the first shot of the game because i was too jacked up like yeah. legitimately so anyway x enter sandman just like see you later the lights are down it's like oh it's just amazing okay yeah. starting lineup um, it can be it can be fantasy league any era it doesn't have to be current doesn't have to be can dead or a lot doesn't matter okay salami of course um i'm gonna go with like local now uh mainly because I got to have dinner with him and we got relatively drunk on very expensive wine. Mark Shifley. Okay. Shout out. Shout out. Mark shout, out shout out Shifes. <laughs> okay. Uh, all my friends, uh, like hockey fan friends, like when I got his number, I just like put this like, so he just gave me his number and he put Shifes. Yeah. So that I knew whose number it was. Yeah. And I like scratched out the number on and I shared this the screenshot with them. Of course. And they were like going through trying to like figure out what the number was so they could no see kidding. what his phone number was. <laughs> oh, Solani. I'm so sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, man. Uh and then I I think I'm gonna um oh, I wanted to put a little grit on that line, but Honestly, man, I'm I'm a fancy fancy pants type of guy. So let's just put Gretzky on that line. Like that's see you later. Yeah. Um, defense. Oh man, it's kind of an important question for you there, Keeps. Okay, I played. I played with a guy. He never actually. Uh, he never actually like played in the NHL. He played pro. Mm. Uh, but because I know he's an absolute psychopath and would have done anything for the team. Zach Fitzgerald, Fitzy, if you're listening to this, okay, he once oh threatened, he once threatened to take my head off if I didn't try on his shots in practice. So, you know, I'm legit scared of him. Uh, <laughs> Zach Fitzgerald is on there, and then we need like a playmaking D man, like you know what, Ray Bork, Ray Bork, <sighs> can't go wrong there. And then, and then Gavin McHale just shutting just it down in the pipes. Shutting, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> brick wall back there but that this has been an absolute blast i'm so glad i got to talk a little hockey yes man. I, <laughs> a little bit of puck yeah that's the best that's the best is when you oh. can just like go off on a tangent about hockey and and the people that aren't hockey people have definitely stopped listening and that's cool that's all right they'll come back for the for the wrap-up i'm sure yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, be like, yeah. and we're just gonna skip the last eight minutes and oh we're back we're <laughs> here, we <go. laughs> here we go right guys well again 
if uh, if you are looking for a little bit of help, you're a coach or a certified athletic therapist, physio, anything in that regard, you want to help people better, you want to understand your market, definitely check out at Gavin.McHale1. No, Is just Gavin right? McHale1. No, there. Ah, I fucked it up. Let me start that again. <laughs> at Gavin McHale1, because he's attendee. And he's been a blast. Dude, so great to speak with you. Thank you so much for your time here today. Uh, any parting words for the for the fine folks listening at home? Um, one of my first mentors, he doesn't even know that he was my mentor. I just read a lot of his stuff. Jonathan Goodman of the Personal Trainer Development Center, fellow Canadian. Do great work, number one, and make sure everyone knows about it. It's that simple. Boom. There you have it, folks. Thank you so much for your time, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Gavin McHale, the master ninja over at Maverick Coaching Academy. Guys, we've got some great news. He's going to be coming back doing a free webinar for our Music Fit community in May. All right. And like I said, Good thing you're tuning in right to the end of the show because if you happen to catch this, we got a little promo offer to spike your interest in uh, picking up a membership. See, it's free for members. All of our webinars are free for members. We really want to encourage that. It's a nice network of fitness professionals that are musician first, okay? Fitness professionals, other musicians looking to level up and take, take back that agency, you know, create agency of their own lives and also optimize their performance both on and off the stage so for anybody still digging in you guys are stuck with me for 57 minutes here this is friggin sweet so as a reward we're going to give you 15 percent off of your membership for as long as you're a member and that's only good for this week i'm going to put in a promo code the promo code is music fit podcast you enter that when you go to our website and you click become a member, okay, you put in applied discount code, Music Fit Podcast. All right? That'll get you 15% off for your entire length of, I don't know, term. What do we, what do we call it? For as long as you are a member, you're going to get 15% off, okay? On top of that, all of your member discounts, uh, to reiterate from the top of the show, you're getting movement classes you're getting like weekly on-demand movement you get a sit down with myself head coach and head unicorn tamer head captain pirate whatever you want to call me uh i'm gonna do a discovery call and set you on the right path as well and those guys typically go for 100 bones right there so that is worth the price of admission right there times 10 so tons of value head up to musicfitcollective.com if you want to learn more. Again, if you want to become a member, you're getting 15% off for the length of your membership every month. It's only 22 bucks to start with. 15% off of that. Come on. Giving away the farm, folks. This is great, okay? That's only good for this week, okay? We're going to run it the entire week. Hop on it. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your dog. Get some people in there. You know what's good, all right? That's it. That's all for me. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make it a fantastic rest of the week. And till next time, you stay sweet. Peace. Until you hit